Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Pastor John as we discuss the rationale behind what stories we chose for this series, and we discuss this week's messages in the series, Great Stories. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching, back in the armchair with Pastor John. Hello, everybody. How's it going, Pastor John? It's good. Good day. Uh, you were out last week. Uh, right. A little, uh, small, uh, not small, but an anniversary. Yeah, uh, uh, four days away or so, a, that, uh, a pre, anniversary trip. Pre, pre, pre-big trip. The small one before the big one, but yes. The small one before the big this one. This is the one a, that was on the actual day, though. Yeah. But for those that don't know, this is your... What thirty forty fortieth? Yeah. This is your fortieth wedding. You're twentieth. We had twenty, and, and we have forty. And we have a friend, a mutual friend who who plays guitar in our band. Has thirty, and yeah. he's at thirty. And, uh, all th- and all three of us are going to Alaska. All or he's have going, been he, or going. Yeah, he's going to a different part. Gene Gene Ginn, who plays guitar in our praise band. He and his wife Kitty, who's also an ordained pastor in the PCUSA uh, as well. But uh, yeah, he told me they're they're thirtieth, and I said, wow, we're twenty, they're thirty, and you guys are yeah, forty. I was looking for somebody with their 10-year anniversary and yeah. their 50-year anniversary would yeah. have a, you know, 50 years covered. And see if everybody's going to Alaska. And send them all to Alaska. But uh, you're back last yeah. week. Uh, Paul was in the armchair. And um, this week, we are discussing another great story. Yeah. Uh, last week, we discussed uh, David and Goliath. This week, Daniel in the lion's den. Uh we were just talking before I hit record about last year's Great Stories series, yeah. um, where we 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 did something different last year, right? Yeah, we were we well yeah last year we had the we had whole books of the yeah. Bible with a with a that had a key character in it, and we just talked through the entire book, which yeah. which ended up being the great story of you know Esther, Esther and, and or the Ruth great story of Ruth or, and, yeah, Joseph and, and, from, and Joseph. Yeah. Gosh, he's got chapters yeah. of uh, of the book of Genesis yeah. uh, d- dedicated to him. So just a really lot of summarizing there to get to some of the sweet sweet moments in, the, yeah. in that story. But this year is a, it is different because we're taking I like how you said it vignettes. Yeah. In the life of David, or vignettes in the life of uh, one of the many stories with the life of, of, of Daniel. Daniel, yeah, very significant stories. Uh, I, I called them uh, in my my message this past week Sunday school stories, which I'm not the first person to call them Sunday school stories. Yeah. Uh, but what was it about? So you selected these stories that we're we're highlighting this this mm-hmm. this year. So what was it about these stories that really you know got your attention and said you know we this would be a good opportunity for us to unpack this as a congregation. Well, first off, it's part of this series, which I think, uh, I hope will be a very, um, from an organizational point of view, a very serviceable series that we can come back to again yeah. and again. I don't know that we're going to come back to it every August, which it just happens to be, just happened to be last August and yeah. this August, but you know, we can come back to it any times where we just need to insert a few few dives into, this was the key to it, into some, into some stories that if you grew up in the church or even around the church in culture, because like Shakespeare is to the English language, so are the biblical stories to the, to the American culture, that you sort of sometimes in, in um, dealing with these stories or talking about these stories or using words out of these stories, even if you, don't even if you don't really know the stories. It's just the familiar stories. And so the idea of great stories is that what are the familiar stories Stories of the faith, yeah. and let's just unpack them because just like this weekend, uh, most of the time we have this 
uh, vignette in, in, in the live services I talked about how uh, flannel boards yeah and if flannel you don't know, graph yeah. and if you don't know what flannel graphs are um, it, it, it means you just probably weren't raised in the church at a certain time or you're raising a very specific type of church that didn't have flannel didn't graphs that, right? but, but this just characters that made out of flannel that you stick onto a board which has the scene and you kind of tell the story mm-hmm. as you move the characters around but it's the kind of stories that you would have done that with and gr- growing up with so so part of it is just looking for what are these big stories that seem to be well well known and and uh, there we joked about it um and it's been a couple months now yeah I said, really what I'm going to do, it's funny because how you opened your sermon. Yeah. Really what I'm doing is I'm doing the, the I want to pick the stories that VeggieTales did. Yeah. yeah. And I was glad you did. You, you, that you, was in my head when I was like, you know yeah. what, I, 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 you know what, it, because to me, I, I, I think it's great that we're doing these. I think, uh, I think some people might say, really, we're going to talk about, you know, David and Goliath. We're going we're to talk about Daniel and Lions Den. And I think the reason people have that reaction is because of that familiarity. Well, and also, isn't that a kid's story? I ah, think yeah. they don't say it, you know, because they know that's not the right answer. <laughs> they know that that's not right. But in their head, they're like, I know this story. And, and I, the way I started this week. It yeah. was really like yeah, it's not but really you, a kid story. You don't you go really, to the end yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty go, brutal. Go all the way to the end where they all the the guy the the, the uh, satraps uh, families also get thrown and in their the families, line. yeah, yeah. The, the kids and everything. Somebody, somebody after he, they were at eight fifteen, um, and uh, and uh, then they had we had agape after eight fifteen, and one of the um, agape folks came in after after I was done teaching, and he said. I read because he had between that that brief little time between the end of eight fifteen and the he read the rest of the he read the, the rest story? of that chapter. He goes, they threw the kids in. I was like, <laughs> listen, justice back then was was extreme. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. brutal, yeah. brutal, brutal. Just, and both of us, I didn't even acknowledge that, other than to say that it happened. Yeah, you acknowledge that it's gruesome. That, that at it the happened. end, if you keep going yeah. <clears throat> with uh, with with the family and all. But are these these stories, the great stories, are, are that they're 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 circling back to some of the well known, uh, for many people, well known stories, and reminding us that in these well known stories, there is truth that yeah. that we might have lost sight of because it's so well known. We just yeah. think we remember Daniel and the lions. Yeah. But what's the point of the story? We remember David and the and the uh, and the and the, and, the giant. And, yeah. But what's the point of the story? Yeah, and and I think Daniel. Um, I, I think Daniel and, and David's story. I think it's there's there's a sense in which David and Goliath maybe more so than Daniel in the lines then, but but has been co opted to to say to exclude God from the narrative, right? Like mm-hmm. in the David and Goliath story specifically, the 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 focus gets you know onto David. Little people can do big things. Yes, yeah. David's courage and David's yeah. and and which was not what David was yeah, leading it, with. Yeah, exactly. It was it was not. I don't. I, I I imagine that if we brought David into a conversation and asked him what he was thinking, I don't think he would have the mentality that he was so courageous. Yeah, my, he just in had that faith moment, in God. I just needed to screw up my courage and go do it. That's right. No, 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 no that's no, not. No, 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 I, and 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 Daniel and, and Daniel's the same, in the same way. way. You know, it's a confidence in the Lord and and the Lord's provision in both cases. A very different. Hmm. Um, Extraction of that, but, but but I will say that the uh, the the series this series last year had these a whole 
several of them were whole books of the Bible that yeah. had a character in it, or a large portion of the book of Genesis with J- Joseph that had Joseph as a character in it. This time there's a, a subset of, of, of books with uh, with David and a particular episode with mm-hmm. David, and then a subset with Daniel and a particular episode with Daniel. But... Um, the whole Bible's fair game for any sure. of these great, great stories. And so, when we go to the forgiveness story you know, next week, or the or the woman in adultery, and go and send no more story. You know, these are also great stories that that just stand alone. Um, that we've heard them, we kind of we kind of remember the basics of them, but yeah. might have lost sight of what what God is saying through those stories, the setting around those stories, and part of the fun of this this series, which again I hope we'll come back to mm-hmm. regularly. Because these are the the big stories that most people think about. I, is it part of the fun of it is to be able to say, "Oh, that's what this story yeah. really was all about." Yeah. I th- and it's interesting that I thought I felt like you and I both. Well, as always, we said it differently, but we but we were we played out the details of the story, so we heard, so everybody got to hear the stories, but then um, kind of landed with some very similar. And that you know pieces. that it kind of brings us you know to this week's you know we've talked about. And I, and I actually mentioned it in my sermon this week, one of the challenges of these stories is the familiarity part. But Daniel presents some other challenges as well, too, to, to preaching. And, and I think both of us, I, 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 I don't know that other people notice this, but I, I know what I was feeling in myself trying to get into the story. Because both of us have the, the inclination to set it up, yeah. to set up what's going on. So what was the challenge that you felt you felt as you were thinking about, you know, in order to understand Daniel and the Lions, then you got to understand the yeah, first five yeah, chapters. So yeah. what was your challenge there? To, to give enough information to be contextually helpful, but not to overload. Yeah, there's a ton. That's that was the biggest challenge, and and, and that part of that is the historical setting as yeah. well. Give the historical setting so that there's and you know you have uh, there, there's there's a different there's a different time expectation and time limitations, if you yeah. will, uh, in the in the classic services than we have in the Vine, in, yeah. in Vine service. So so that's another factor that goes into mm-hmm. that. How much can I can I should I shaped in order to to really give people the experience of what was going on in this text and so we can draw our conclusion. So that's I thought that was the great, biggest challenge for me was just how much do we do we say and how much do we leave on the on the table. Yeah, I, I anytime I th- I think we have to unpack historical portions of a text that aren't that aren't directly obvious in the text yeah. you know like like when you read the text you know Nebuchadnezzar and you know Belshazzar and you know Darius the Mede because yeah. they're all mentioned but you know in terms of you know dates and and, yeah, you and gotta start times, clocking the time on that that and, was another I whoa I really compressed yeah you know I just yeah. this happened and this happened but I, I was skipping over oh, you know, massive massive big pieces as you said he was he was old by the time we get to this story yeah and it's a, and, and the thing too and I, I I find it challenging to impress upon a congregation the the magnitude of, of some of the geopolitical things that are happening around this story. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we go into the story, but 
you know, there's a lot of things that are happening, and I, I just kind of threw these little nuggets out there about, you know, Darius, you know, deciding, you know, trying to make a decision to, you know, unify the 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 yeah, this kind good. of Persian like Empire, that. but at the same time, he has this great weakness, and we both mentioned this of, you know, wanting to be elevated, and you know, who doesn't want to be called God, you know, when you've got that opportunity, and so there's all these political things that are happening in the background, and mm. and and the corruption that. It's taking place and and you know i th- that's a challenge I, I feel like it's a challenge whenever you're talking and the same thing happens in the book of exodus you know when, when, when you're seeing what you know the biggest empire in the world be you know defied by this band of of slaves you know who have no country of their own uh and that's, I, a, that's such a, a mo- that's such a modern thing too because you know when you see that there is a geopolitical context that had had uh, challenges to the people of, of faith, you know. All of a sudden, my my I come, I go on high alert. Said, "Okay, I'm watching them now. How how do they handle themselves? Yeah. And what what is it about living well and that sort of? It, it reminded. I didn't say anything about this, but it reminds me of the letter to the Babylon to the to the captives from Jeremiah um, 29, yeah. where he says, "Here's how you're going to live. Yeah, you're going to go into the go into the land, and you're going to try and work for the good of the land. Yeah." I, gonna, I had that in my head too. You're going to settle like, into yeah. this land because so, Daniel actually lives that out. So how do we live yeah. in our day? And I, I said something about this. Jesus calls us to be salt and, and light. Yeah. How do we live as salt and the light um, mm. without being sucked into the into yeah. the, to the thinking of the land and and, and or abandoning or, or abandoning our principles or just create this that's another the opposite impulse is to create our own little, little enclave yeah, yeah it's like all i'm going to do is i'm going to live here mm-hmm. and and you all just do whatever you want to do neither one of those are faithful the faithful path is in that that middle path which is the path that daniel that's what my i was on high alert like there it is yeah. he's showing us how to do that you live faithfully you trust god and you can engage with the culture around you you can be friends you can help the culture you can be help work for the good mm-hmm. of the culture it's just really really helpful yeah and, and i i there were commentaries I read uh, related to Daniel that Daniel had had received that word between between uh, you know Daniel one and Daniel six. At some point, he received that prophecy from Jeremiah th- that he had this that he had in his back in his mentality that this is going to be you know a seventy year exile, mm-hmm. and in the meantime, this is what God requires of us in the land, and, and he's living that out um, mm-hmm. throughout his 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 own life while. While also maintaining maintaining his fidelity yeah. to to the Lord, um, on that topic of you know when you uh, the the the, the the it's really the Christ in culture topic right yes, yes. that's how we I think in the late twentieth uh, and early twenty first century that's been the kind of the catchphrase you know where 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 is Christ and by Christ we mean where is the church as it relates All to right. the culture. And you mentioned a couple of those those challenges, you know, the the pendulum swing, and you mentioned it in your in your message as well too, the pendulum swing of total separation, um, and then the pendulum swing of total integration. When you're talking to people about how to actually find that that midpoint mm-hmm. that Daniel seems to live in, what are, what are some of the things that you try to highlight? And I guess it's there's a case by case situation because yeah. everybody's in different different circumstances. But are there certain kind of things that you touch on with people to say, well, here here's some ways that that, that you can do that. You you've obviously I, I've I've been my entire adult life. <laughs> 
working in church. Right, right? right. My entire adult life has been in in churches. Uh, my wife is not. My wife has worked for the last 19 years in a secular environment. You worked in, mm-hmm. in a secular business environment before right. becoming a pastor. So there's some experience there that speaks to people who are in, were in similar situations. Are there things that you specifically well, highlight? I, 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 I guess a story comes to mind of a friend of mine who was um, – who was a uh, in sales? He sold uh, heavy equipment, and in, uh, in Ohio, and um, and he was also just really committed to his faith and and wanted to live faithfully with his faith. But in sales with heavy equipment, there was an expectation with the customers that you would wine and dine them, mm. and so he did a lot of a lot of wining and dining, and and not a small number of them also expected you. To take them out to some places where seedy places, some seedy places, yeah. basically the the girly bars. Yeah, and uh, and he, my friend got to the point where he said, he said he got he he would get in the car, he would he'd be he said I'll be a driver, and he drove him to the car, and then they all got out of the car, and he and he and they he, they looked back at him, so aren't you coming in? He goes, no, you guys, sit, I'm going to take a nap. You guys sit here, and he found a way to. I mean, he didn't endorse it. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't saying don't mm-hmm. you go do it, but he was saying I can't. Yeah. I just, I just can't. Yeah, and but uh, they didn't like it. They they there was persecution that yeah. went uh, with him because they there's a like- certain there's a certain I think people when you're not participating they feel judged whether you're judging them or not yeah and which he wasn't judging yeah. them that was that was and he kept saying that oh yeah you do what you want to do but i can't yeah and uh but you're right so i think that's it you just have to you you have to live it that's that's what my friend was doing he was living it mm-hmm. you have to explain that it's something that is that you you are compelled by and then not worry about the results of it, which also he did he didn't worry about the results of it they if they didn't like him or didn't buy from him again he said i, I I, I I can sleep at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know, and, and one of the things I I've heard from people, you know, they they get frustrated in their 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 secular jobs. I don't, you know, really hate that terminology, but it is what it is. And they feel like it's pointless or purposeless, or they feel it feel like it's soulless. You know, when they are when they are working to increase the bottom line of a, a company yeah. that that may or may not. Be in lockstep with their values. Theology, and, theology, vocation uh, yeah, conversations need to follow with that. But, but yeah, yes, I know yeah. the type. I know the conversations. Yeah, but but and this is where Daniel's witness is so profound because he's working for the bottom line of empires that are not just you know, they're antithetical. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to to the people of God, L- literally doing battle with them. Yeah, and 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 brutal, bru- I mean, stories of the Babylonians and the Persians are legendary for their brutality. And if even if even if twenty five percent of the story is true, it's still pretty incredible. And yet Daniel's right there working, like Jeremiah had prompted the people, working for the good of the city, praying for the peace of the city, planting gardens and and marrying wives and 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 our and I, I I threw this line in there, but I didn't really unpack it, which is we cannot use our spirituality as an excuse for laziness, and and the the people would the people who would. Re, uh, react strongly against that of people who would say that if I if I commit to helping the good of the company, yeah. am I not complicit in the bad things that the company is doing? Yeah. Haven't, haven't I been tainted by that? Well, the question for for Jeremiah would have been uh, for the 
for the, for the exiles would have been if I'm working for the good of the the the, um, the empire the empire that has such you know horrible view, horrible views about uh, ultimate things about God about and then how they treat one another am I not complicit in that treating and the answer from God was you need to work to the, for the good of that nation. <laughs> yeah. God's going to... And I think that... The, Let the me under, take care of exactly, that. Exactly. The underlying, the underlying message is... Uh, you, you that's not your responsibility to, to 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 take care of those things because that's God has told you what to do and and it may not always make perfect sense to us and, but I also think there's a there's a certain level of uh, humility that goes along with that right mm-hmm. because I think the 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 idea is that if we're working in some sort of explicitly Christian or uh, nonprofit missionary kind of environment, that then everything that we're working towards is 100% holy and righteous, and we never make mistakes, and you know, yeah. and I, and I think that's a that's a that's misguided as well. I mean, you you and I have worked in churches for a long time, and churches are not perfect. There are times where we 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 walk down a path, and and we think it's the right path, and then on the other end, we realize, oh, wait a minute, this may not. Have have been the right path but working towards that goal again we don't know the future we don't know that so mm. we, we do the best that we can with the tools that god's given us which which is always an imperfect thing and and um and you don't know you don't know the outcome i mean any more than yeah. Dan, uh, david had, did not know the outcome um yeah he, he was confident he was confident yeah. that, that the God would work something good out of it, but in the end, did, you know, are you telling me that when David was swinging that slingshot around, that he was that this guy was about he was convinced this guy's going down? Yeah, yeah. He well, was convinced about God. He yeah. was convinced about God's victory. Yeah, you know what exactly that looked like is what I'm saying. But, it, but I think I think that's part of this too because like. In both cases with David and Daniel, they have these moments of great victory, but it doesn't always go. Perfectly, yeah. I mean, Daniel is still technically a captive the whole time he's there. I mean, he's not living in his homeland. He's not living in 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 Jerusalem. He's he's not living into you know David. He swings that 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 slingshot and it, it makes him incredibly popular and, and incredibly famous. But it doesn't go well for him after that for yeah. a, quite a while. Yeah. I mean, he, Saul he Saul tries to kill him three times after that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's. That's the other side of this too. It's that yeah, we got to be careful in the messaging. Just just because, just because the, we we call ourselves to be faithful and we remain faithful, and just because it happens to work out in that moment of being faithfulness, does not mean that from henceforth, yeah, you know, from here on out, and the rest of your rest of your life, everything's going to be go swimmingly well. Yeah, and that's I think where we landed for both of us in, in phrasing it somewhat differently is is. The, the 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 messaging in in the entire book of you know the, the first six chapters because after six people just need to know it's not super narrative after that I mean there's a lot of very apocalyptic yeah, visions yeah. and things like that but it's this idea of fidelity to God regardless of the consequences and as, as you put it it's it's how the gospel inspires us to live hmm. not with the promise of a specific earthly outcome, but in a knowledge that there is an eternal outcome that is secure, mm. and and this and how that also affects our relationship to those that are not in the 
necessarily the covenant community or the community of faith. And I phrased it being a blessing to others. You phrase it as the gospel inspiring others' lives. Mm -hmm. Even people who don't know that the gospel is inspiring their lives, but through us, uh, in our our fidelity to, to the gospel, they... They see what God can yeah. can do, and, and I would tell God. you that same guy I was telling you about earlier. To that point, that same guy I was telling you about earlier, uh, he had people who came up to him and said, "There's something different about you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want, can we talk about that? Or he would have people come up and say, uh, "My marriage is falling apart, and my my mm-hmm. children are being this." And you know, they had problems. Who did they go to? They didn't go to those people. The other people who are also probably creating problems in their in their marriages. <laughs> They're busy and, creating yeah, those problems. Yeah, right. but he can't. They came to came to my my buddy. So it it's, it validates the the yeah. point is that that being a blessing has its impact or being that that um, that that kind of presence mm-hmm. of, you know, and showing forth your faith and remaining f- faithful. Mm-hmm. Other people will, will will catch it. And then they're you know a lot of people are very distracted and they're they're going on and busy getting into all that trouble. You're right. Um, but when they settle down. Mm-hmm. And when they want to come to something that is rich, rich and true yeah. and life-giving, where do they go? Yeah, they go to the person who's been living it. Well, and that, that's kind of. I mean, like I said, you know, Julie, my wife, is she's been in the secular job environment, um, medical devices, her most of her adult life. I mean, since since the second year out of college, uh, and and the first uh, the first couple of years, you know, she had you know she grew up a PK, grew up in the church, and and that. So the mentality was was vastly different, um, and and there was there's always and there there when you've been raised in the church and you've been raised in a Christian environment, raised with people all around you who are in Christian vocations, and you're the only person who's not in a Christian vocation. There's this pull to like Christian vocation, Christian vocation, yeah. and feeling as though it's it's purposeless, but Jules has always looked at her job as as as. A, a, a place to, to to witness and and have a mission field. Yeah, that's her mission field. Yeah, yeah. and she and it's tough. I mean, that's it doesn't always work out, and sometimes it's long. But I mean, there are people that she's brought to faith in Christ. Um, without like like the example of your friend she's not necessarily proselytizing but it's just the the decisions that she makes and the things that she will and will not do she's also extremely good at what she does and she does it uh with her whole heart like the colossians three seventeen, you know whatever you do in word indeed do it in the name of the lord jesus christ and and that's whether she's crunching numbers to make make a a, a production line more efficient or she's in a business a meeting she's trying to do it with a great deal of integrity and and people come up to her all the time asking her advice on things that have absolutely nothing to do with the job environment you know and there was something you said in the sermon i was trying to think what the what the detail was but it was saying saying that you know when you're a christian and you're living living um apart from your faith mm-hmm. you know don't you basically said stop doing that yeah this the, it's the it's the idea of people that were you know because what what daniel faces this this <clears throat> criticism right he faces this he he's facing these these people that are casting dispersions on him and trying to take him down and the unfortunate reality is that can for Christians that oh, can happen. Gossip. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, for, the unfortunate the problem undermining is that, and yeah, gossiping. Yeah, yeah, the, it, it, the, that could happen from within our own tribe. You know, it, it can happen outside the tribe, but it also happens inside the tribe, and people try to to disparage us. And and uh, as pastors, we know that all, all too well. And uh, my you know my my take my my thing with that is saying 
that's not the way it ought to be, you know. And and we we ought to be the people that are um, pr- praying for each other and really praying for each other, not using that as an opportunity to gossip. Which you yeah. know, I'm praying for you, and then hey, you know, we really need to be praying for X, Y, or Z did over you, did here, you know? Yeah. you know, because their marriage is falling apart, and that you know we couch that or. Um, you know, we try to live people's lives for them, and when they don't meet our expectations, we want to you know, share with them a better way to live their life. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and sh- and then share that with other people how we think they ought to be living their lives, and 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 I think the Daniel story speaks into that. Even though he's dealing with people outside outside the covenant community, we 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 face it sometimes from from both sides mm-hmm. and uh and really through all of that is it is a call to live otherwise yes. and that's what you were saying and don't do that then not that that idea of undermining and gossiping and and tearing down another person that you know that's that's the, that's not the that's not the faithful living of yeah. an individual. The faithful living of an individual is saying, "Look, that's a beloved of God. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to speak well of that person. I'm going to I'm not going to I'm not going to ascribe motive to that person as if I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to undermine them. What I'm going to do is everything I can to support and encourage and help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, we get that as leaders, but everybody, lots of people get that in the church. If somebody's having difficulties, like sometimes it's like you know. Uh, Sharks with blood in the water. People yeah. just go go after that, and that's that's an unfortunate side when it happens. Fortunately, I'm happy to say it doesn't happen much. Yeah, yeah. But when it happens, when you see it's it's, it's sort of the equivalent of the the old saying that uh, sometimes the Christian army is the only army that shoots their wounded. Yeah. You know, no, we don't we don't need that. Yeah. 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 Because there's 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 enough pressure from outside to conform to pull us away from our faith and we should be strong in the middle to to, to hold people up and and support them. I, I, I do think it's funny in the Daniel story, after the first couple of chapters, there's almost no mention of the support system from within his own from within the Hebrews. I mean we get the, the opening chapters with him and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, but then pretty much after that He's kind of by himself, or at least by all by all appearances, there's not really a, a lot of other conversations. With all of the governors and prefects yeah. and satraps and everybody in opposition to him. Pull so it, it's, yeah, it's, trying to pull it's it the in. story of, uh, I mean, it is the story of the undermining of this, the, the desire to eliminate the Jews, the jealousy, the envious, enviousness on the people. Yeah. And, and it's, it's almost the... Um, you know uh, Elijah versus the prophets. Yeah. You know the one against the many. The one, yeah, one one against the many. Um, were there things in this 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 message or this chapter that you were trying you know trying to wanted to work in, you, but it just didn't fit. You had to put it aside. Were there things that you know you had to kind of cut out or or shorten up or you would say if this was a whole series on Daniel you'd do another you know set of set of messages on you know a, well, the, a, a different aspect of this especially in the first six chapters of Daniel the the build up to these and the and the detailing of the build up to these builds the the drama in some ways it builds the the story um out in a way that you, you hear the, the 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 lion's den moment just differently because it's got all this yeah. back, backstory and just to ha- to have time to have, to have taken more time to unpack it because each of these are a great standalone story sure. in and of themselves and I suppose for some future great stories sermon um, we might come back to one of those stories with the, yeah. f- the writing on the wall or the or the, the fiery the, furnace yeah fiery yeah. furnace interpreting the dreams yeah um, so really just leaving all that 
glossing over those things yeah, and leaving tough. them behind <laughs> was is hard to do, yeah. especially when you're kind of geeking out over them yeah. in the in the moment. It's like this is a great story. Yeah. Might have should have done this one. This is a great story. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Yeah, Did, for me, I it, I think one of the things that I because I love this. I, I love you know we are we are not we're not dispensationalist. We we understand the connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament. We 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 connected to the New Testament. But I think the thing that I really would have loved and if this was like a an agape class, uh, I would really unpack the the typological uh, symbolism that you mm. that you see in 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 Daniel's story play out in fullness in the in the crucifixion of Jesus you know I mean you the, the story almost lines up with with so many typological parallels with, yeah. with the the unfair uh, the unfair accusations um, I mean down to an the, innocent man being put to death in a gruesome way yeah I mean even that I mean you can even allegorize it which you're not supposed to we're not supposed to do that but it's hard not to when you start to see language of they throw him in a pit they seal the pit with with us with a stone and then they seal it with a signet i mean you're like okay well i i don't know but the, the gospel stone, post the guards the whole works. yeah i mean the gospel pretty much tells us that jesus when he was already dead that happened you know and and i made a tiny allusion to that connection in the message itself i just couldn't help not <laughs> making something but i, I unpacking that how often and, and and that's where that you know we've done the hebrews 11 uh we we've we've done the uh characters the, the characters from the hall of fame of faith in hebrews 11 before and one of the <clears throat> one of the stories that that always catches me is that um is the is the is the is the Abraham and the Isaac story, you know, Genesis twenty two, the near sacrifice. Yeah, and and where where the New Testament author says um, he, he believed, you know, Abraham believed that God could raise the dead, and in a sense, he does, right? I mean, Isaac never actually dies, but he's as good as dead, and so the way the New Testament frames that is. He's being resurrected. I mean, they frame it in resurrection language, and how often that takes place in the Old Testament narratives. And Daniel, hmm. Daniel's. That, there's several examples of that. That's um, a, lots of foreshadowing of that. Yeah, I, I do appreciate, and I think we both did this. I haven't really thought this until just now. That that <clears throat> that you took rather than just tell the story of Daniel and the lion's den. I mean, you have to, you, you, you built the backstory on it. You give the great get the context around the story of Daniel and the den, and you didn't rush to everything you're just talking about. Yeah. You didn't rush to the the parallels with the with the uh, crucifixion and the implications for the for gospel for the gospel. You uh, which which is another temptation, I suppose, is, yeah. to, is to take to, you know just touch on the story and then get straight to straight to Jesus. And I and that's and and, and sometimes it's called for, and I get yeah. I get that. But more often than not, the story itself has all the redemptive language that you yeah. want to flesh out so it can be seen so then you don't have to say much about it it's just it's there in the New Testament so yeah. I guess I'm, I'm saying I appreciate the the time that you took even before you got got to that well that's one thing I love about the way we organize the year uh, of sermons I mean we both have a and I know you have this commitment to preach out of the Old Testament because it is the gospel is there the gospel is as much in the Old Testament as it. I mean, it, it's, 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 it reaches its pinnacle 
obviously in the Gospels, but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God is working out his plan of redemption to lead to Jesus from Genesis 1 all the way through mm-hmm. um, the end of Malachi. And there's, there's, there is, I mean, I don't remember what the author was, and, and you might know that, that he talked about Christ on every page, you know, Christ on every page. And some people think that's a, um, you know, Force, forcing that's the issue. forced, you know, that's some sort of theological catchphrase that's not really true. But when you do the study and you do the work and, and you do the reading and you can see, you you see it and and you understand because God is the same yesterday today and forever and He's been this and it reminds us and and I and it, that the the cross was not God's plan B you know some people think that mm. the cross is God's plan B because Adam and Eve jacked up plan A in the garden that the cross was God's plan B and that's just not the way it I mean God doesn't make mistakes and so there's there's a, a, a sense in which we have to realize that the grace that we see in the cross adds to the glory that we give to the Father adds to the, the glory that we give to God that that that's necessary for our understanding of who God is and maybe that's the other part of the story when it comes to the gospel is that to, to only tell the story of Daniel and only deal with the story yeah. in and of itself and to not see it through the the lens of the, the, the message of Christ, the work of Christ, is also to um, is to in some ways dishonor yeah. uh, the moment because we, we always look back through redemption history th- through the cross back to these stories. Mm-hmm. So, so, so to only stay in the stories is a mistake as well. And, yeah. and, and I, I can tell you I've done that. Sure, yeah, I have too. Yeah, I, I've done that in my in my preaching in the past, and now now like. That's yeah. why that's why I don't look back, go back to my and old, read them. That's why I go back to my old sermons. Like, I'm not using that. That's so terrible. <laughs> so it's it's much much richer to be able to to tell these stories and to have um, Christ, yeah, you know, be glorified in and that's these the stories. Way, I think that's the way we try to guard against moralism. Um, so right. I think that's the way we that's guard point. the way we guard against. Uh, the, you know, prosperity gospel. I think the prosperity movement is is predicated quite a bit on telling these kinds of stories out of context. You know, because you look back and Make, they say, see, making, making yeah. them about the morality or about the prosperity. Yeah. yeah. See, see, this is what happens when you're a good person, and da 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 da. God delivers you, and, and it, it's like God delivers you all the time in the way you want to be delivered, and that's just that's just not always the case. Sometimes God delivers you in the way you want to be delivered at the time you want to be delivered, but there are. So many examples, even in Daniel, where that doesn't take place, where God still the deliverance is still there. It's just not. It's yeah. it's through the hardship. It's yeah. not because the hardship is avoided, you know. Yeah. And and that's the gospel, right? I mean, that's the gospel truth. Because yeah. even how, even in that, how we talk about what deliverance is, yeah, is affected by our, our, the gospel. Yeah, I don't know about you. I get that word deliverance is is a very good word, but I don't know about you. But every time I write it in a message, I think about all the ways I have to nuance nuance it it so that it's not mistaken for what it's not. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, There are certain words that are that 
some words you can end you can end with the sentence with a period, and some of them you got to put a comma after them. And just just <laughs> and then another of, comma, and then lots of explaining. Comma. That's right. That's right. Well, we could, we could go on and on about Daniel, and I think that it would be uh, well worth our time. But uh, by the way, I love that uh, in in some ways that we both asked the congregation what they were dealing with. Yeah, you might come here. And I can't remember if I, how much I did in that in the recording. I know I did more of it in when I'm looking at faces. Yes, uh, yes. it makes a difference. Yes, you know. Uh, what are whatever it is you, you you may be dealing with, and I didn't even use the phrase with your own lions. You did that, yeah. um, but the same idea is that you're struggling with something right now, and uh, the call to faithfulness in the middle of that struggle, and knowing that th- that faithfulness itself will have a will have its reward. Yeah. Um, maybe not in the ways that you anticipate. I just think that was really important to to, to talk because not every some people are coming in. Life is grand. Yeah. But some people are going to come in and be like, man, I got some burdens yeah. right now. Well, what is it somebody once said? You know, you're either you're either coming out of a storm, you're in a storm, or you're heading into a storm, right? It's one of the, yeah, you know, you're yeah. either coming out of it, you're in it, or you're heading into it. Yeah. I mean, no no one's – and then maybe you have a long period of time as you're heading into yeah, the storm. Nice but, yeah, nice calm waters for a long water. time. But eventually – yeah. There is going to be something, and the time to get ready for a storm is when it's it's when it's calm, yes. not while you're in the storm. Yes, yes. So that's why I think this is such a uh, such a fun uh, uh, unpacking. I think it, it, it's why I'm glad we we've done this story this week. Coming up, shifting gears in the story tight that we're telling. We're yeah. doing a parable of yeah. Jesus. It's also, by the way, this series is also two Old Testament, two New Testament. Two that, Old Testament, that two. That's balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- this week, we're, uh, as you mentioned earlier, parable of the unforgiving servant or the forgiving servant, depending on which, or the forgiving king and the unforgiving servant, just depending on which way you you look at that um, that passage. Uh, and then we'll finish out with the go and sin no more um, from uh, the, the Gospel of John. Uh, you're Back in classic this week, yes, 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 yeah. yes I and, and I think I think I'm close. Am I closing the series in classic? I think I, mean, I can't remember exactly how it lines up, but but uh, it, it, whatever the case is, you, this is where people ought to know that we don't always <laughs> we, we just, keep track of ourselves. We have yeah, it all yeah. written down someplace, and yeah. we have to go back. I, w- <laughs> I always have to go back and check. But uh, you'll be in classic this week. I think I'm in classic in the third in the third week in this series. I'll be in vine and just remind everybody if you missed this week's uh, sermon, the, this week's uh, services, or any of the services, head to fpclakeland.org in the worship page and the sermon archive tab has uh, complete services there. You can watch a classic or our Vine Modern Worship service. And if you have missed any one of the episodes of Armchair Preaching, we do encourage you to head to your favorite podcasting platform, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe so you don't miss a, an episode, so you'll be notified when a new episode drops. You also have an opportunity to uh, rate it, review it, share it with your friends. It helps other people find us. Uh, I'm, I'm really grateful um, for the people that have come up and talked to me and said this is a great thing for them. Uh, they, we've got a lot. You know, the funny thing, John, is 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 you think about podcasting platform being more for the young people that are in their cars, and so, and that does happen. But I'm I hear more from the shut-ins. Oh wow! Who have discovered podcasting? Um, who I've heard car lanes, you know, waiting. I've heard car, that, car lanes yeah. and walking around the lake. Yeah, but I've 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 heard from 
are shut-ins that have said, I, my grandkids helped me figure out how to do a pod, you know, get on the podcasting yeah. thing. And they, and then they, they, they say, you know, this is just talk radio. And I'm like, I, I get it. This is just talk radio. <laughs> it's little snippets out but of talk radio without, 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 without 24 hours, without yeah. the advertisements. And, and you can get there from the website, right? You can just click on yeah, the, click yeah, on the, the website. I've the never bottom. clicked on the armchair from the website. I've yeah. got it on my, on my Apple podcast. So yeah, I do it on Apple podcasts as well, but you click on that. It takes you to the SoundCloud, which is the original, the originator of the podcast. So, but uh, yeah, People have said they love they 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 um, they watch both services because they're shut ins. They can't always they can't mm-hmm. come in on a Sunday morning, so their Sunday uh, includes watching both services, and then they wait for Tuesday or Wednesday whenever this episode uh. drops uh, to kind of unpack it, and it rounds out their understanding of the message a little bit better. So I love it. Grateful for this time, John. As always, it's good to be here. Thank you for being here, and uh, we will see everybody next time.